Hey everyone, this is Brandon with the Variety Sports Podcast. You are listening to the seventh inning stretch. Now to your hosts, Logan Stone and Josh Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Seventh Inning Stretch. I am your host, Logan Stone, and with me is my co-host, Josh. Qu- uh, I don't want to say Quan because I'm thinking of Stephen Quan, who we'll get into in a second. But Josh Edwards, how are you doing? Good man. How are you doing this morning? Ah, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, it's our first official week back uh, into baseball. Um, I was going to do recap, but I don't care to do go over every game of every MLB team because. We'll be here for about three hours. Um, so I'm just going to go over the highlights of what happened this week. Uh, we actually had a lot that happened this week. Um, so let's just get right into it. Um, yeah, so the first thing is going to be small potatoes. Oh. Um, the Lerner family is looking to sell the Nationals. Um, pretty small, but I mean... I was pretty surprised to hear that. Uh, they just won a national. Uh, the Nationals just won a World Series. And uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Totally caught me off guard. Um, didn't even know there was rumors of it. Um, I'm surprised. I really, I'm surprised. But uh, they want to get out while the getting's good, I guess. Yeah. So let them do what they will, and let's hope somebody who buys the team does a good job with them and keeps them competitive. Yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I mean, they. I mean, they, the news kind of broke like on Monday, Tuesday ish. I can't remember exactly, but it's. I mean, I'm surprised by it, but uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, let's. I mean, there's not really much to say until there's actually news there, but something to keep out, uh, keep an eye out on. Uh, Chris Paddock. Uh, who the Twins recently acquired, made a fun dig at the uh, Padres and said he liked the Twins' uniforms more than the Padres' uniforms. He uh, quote He's quoted as saying that uh, it looks fairly good on me. I think uh, better than the gold and brown, I looked like the UPS man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that quote, so that's news to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I would – I would definitely be uh, shitting on the Padres, uh, but I mean it's a fun thing. Uh, everybody calls it the UPS uh, jersey, so there's that. Uh, now, speaking of Quan, uh, Stephen Quan, the rookie from the Cleveland Guardians, was making headlines in the last week. Became the sixth player to record five hit game in his first three games of the major league uh, of his major league career. In his first 129 pitches, he never swung his bat and missed, which uh, I think that's some sort of record. Um, he's in 19 at bats this week. He's got 10 hits, two uh, doubles, one uh, triple, five RBIs, and eight walks. So uh, I think he had like a 800 uh, OPS right there, or not even that. It's like a Two dot OPS. Uh, did you catch any of Stephen Kwan's uh, rookie debut? I know he's with the Guardians, so not a lot of people were in on him. But yeah, so I didn't get to see anything live. I got to see the highlights of him, yeah. and all I can say is how the. I mean, it sounds like nobody knew who he was yeah. from listening to some of the other big major broadcasts and podcasts. So I wanna, I wanna withdraw my Bobby Witt's gonna be the uh, AL. Really? Uh, rookie of the year? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I can, now I can, we, like we said, we didn't know anybody else really who was a big rookie. It looks like these two guys might be the big um, rundown for the AL Rookie of the Year. Um, this guy seems like he's going to be a lot of fun to watch play. I'm looking forward to uh, when the Cardinals play him so I can actually, you know, get some, get my eyes on him. Uh, yeah. What he's doing right now is, is very noteworthy and it's exciting. And I got, I got something I want to talk about Cleveland later, so don't let me forget. Okay. You want to go ahead and talk about it? <clears throat> well, I mean, I can. So did you see these stats that Cleveland and Oakland are the two highest offensive producing teams as of, well, 
before last night's games. Really? No, I didn't. Yeah, I saw some crazy stat. I was watching. um, I think I was watching Fuzzy on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, Him going over stuff. And he threw this out there, and I was like, what is going on? He was wearing Oakland A's hat, so I think that's why I remembered that they were in there. But, I mean, neither one of us thought anything about Oakland or Cleveland, and apparently they're the two hottest offensive teams, according to him. So I'm going to cite him on that. Um, If you have questions about it, go check out uh, yesterday's episode, I believe it was, um, just to confirm. But totally blew my mind when I saw that stat. I was like, that came out of nowhere. Um, Yeah, that – that's surprising. I'm going to have to look it up because I'm a little bit behind. He's uh, somebody that I watch. So. Well, you suggested um, him to me, so I was like, I'll check him out. Yeah. And, yeah, my first should... big episode I watch of him, I just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. He has really good stuff, great highlights. I like him. I'd recommend to any of our viewers or listeners to, uh, if they want to see something on YouTube, he'd be a good guy to check out. Quick episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's 10-minute episodes. Shout out to Fuzzy. Now he's going to sponsor us, and he's going to be on the show forever. Um. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the Yankees, before opening day, offered Aaron Judge a seven-year, $213 million contract. I think that's $31 million a year. Um, apparently, Judge wants a nine-year deal. Uh, Judge is 30 years old, so I think the Yankees are pretty hesitant to give out another uh, deal to a guy who will be in his 40s by the time, or at least 40, whenever uh, his deal is up. Uh, John Carlos Stanton probably, if John Carlos Stanton's not on the team, I think Aaron Judge gets a nine-year deal, no problem. Uh, what do you think? Honestly, I can't really weigh in on this one that much. Um, on a personal note, I think it would be a bad move for the Yankees. Yeah. But they've got money to blow. So let them do what they will and have that big contract at the end of his career when he's most likely, and I could be wrong because I've been wrong all about a lot, already this season um, when he most likely isn't what he is now. Let him, let him meet that big $30 million a year contract, but who knows what the CBA will be up to by that point. So um, more power to him. I hate yeah. the Yankees. So every bad mistake they make is good news for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Aaron judge is one of the best outfielders in the game right now, but I mean, he missed a lot or, I can't remember how many he got, how many games he played in uh, 2018, 19, and uh, 20. But I think combined, he didn't like. I think he played less than half the games he uh, of each. Let's see, 2018 he played 112 games, in 19 he played 102, in 2020 he only played 28. So he has a history of not being able to play, or just because of injury. Um, so I think that kind of hinders the Yankees. But, I mean, if the Yankees don't get him, then next year he's going to go off in free agency and go to the Angels and because they have stupid money to give. So um, so he's going to get his 30 or $35 million nine-year contract. Uh, maybe not nine years. It seems like teams are smarter than giving out nine-year contracts now. Uh, thanks, Albert Pujols. Uh, but... <laughs> Yeah, something to keep an eye out on. Um, Aaron Judge definitely needs to produce, though. I mean, he's got to get MVP if he thinks he's going to get more than uh, seven years, nine years, or whatever. I think the I think the money was right, um, from what I understood. I think he was always looking for a thirty-two million dollar contract, but uh, yeah. So let's uh, get into this next one. Uh, Steven Zuza of the Mariners said that half of the MLB teams were cheating. He said that the Astros were actually good guys and said that if you think that the Astros were the only team that cheated, then you are dead wrong. Um, It's kind of the worst kept secret in baseball. Astros cheated. The Red Sox were kind of cheating, it seems like, uh, in 2018. Uh, and now the Yankees are linked to some cheating. Uh, the Cardinals back in 2013, I believe, were caught uh, breaking into the Astros' computers and uh, stealing their scouting reports, uh, although I think it was only one guy who uh, was caught doing that. Um, I never really wanted to act like the Astros were the 
worst team on the planet just because I figured there were other teams. But um, yeah, it's 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 hard to hear. Like you don't want to hear that your game is tainted. And I'm sure Astro fans are sad that their World Series win is tainted. Um, I would hate to find out that 2011 was tainted if I'm a Cardinals fan or uh, 2021 was tainted if I'm a uh, Braves fan. Uh, What do you think? Well, so this is probably going to be an unpopular view. Uh, I think it's only cheating when you get caught. And if you're dumb enough to get caught, then you're cheating. I think everybody's going to take whatever edge they can get in the game to win, um, especially at the professional level. I think it's not a good thing. I'm not, I'm not condoning it by any means. Um, but, I mean, look, let's look back at the NFL and the Flategate and the Patriots and everything they went through. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of pro sports. The teams who feel like they're close and need an edge, they're going to do whatever it takes. Uh, I think this has always been true, to be honest with you, except for back when – as a culture, we had a better um, character of human being. Um, and I don't like to get into culture too much, but I think it does play a part when you get into these kind of things. Because if you're cheating, I mean, that does say a lot about your character as, as an organization or as, a, as an individual in an organization. Yeah. It, it sucks. It sucks. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but there's nothing that's ever going to be able to be done to completely prevent it. And the more technology comes in that tries to prevent it, somebody else is going to come up with technology to get around it. Yeah. Um, we covered this when we talked about, you know, it's going to probably be good for a little while, but somebody's going to figure out how to get through that pitch com and find out what pitch is coming next and, and be able to relay it to the batters. Um, so, I mean, that, that's really my, my take on it. I know it's probably not going to be popular, but that's how I really feel about the situation. It just, we got to play the game. Teams have got to protect themselves the best they can, and we got to just keep on going on. That's really all I have in the situation. So you say that uh, line, like, if you're not cheating. Like, I heard that line again uh, the other day, and they they said that it was a common thing in, like, Midwesterners and uh, Eastern people uh, or East uh, Coast people say that a lot. Uh, I've never heard it, and I'm in Central America, so that's – that's or central uh, Texas, central North America or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. I've never heard of that, and now I've heard it like three times in the last week. What is what is the quote? If you're not cheating, you're not playing. It's, a, it's, all, it's only cheating if you get caught. It's, yeah, it's only cheating if you – yeah, that's weird. Again, uh, I but, don't condone yeah, it. Yeah. I don't agree with yeah. it, but yeah. it, it makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah – yeah, if you have people who regulate the game, uh, or not even that is, I don't know. It's yeah, it's weird. Um, I'm sure that other. I think that's kind of the reason why Rob Menfred never gave a uh, big uh, punishment to the Astros was because he didn't want. He knew that other teams were cheating, so it really wasn't as big of a deal. Um, his comments were stupid, and were a big deal so but whatever um yeah so maybe like now people will stop acting so innocent with their teams and act like oh yeah we never cheated well you probably have so just keep it keep it down just own up to it take your licks and let's move on yeah uh say suzuki is the first player in mlb history to have eight plus RBIs and four-plus walks over the first four career games. Uh, Since uh, the RBI became a stat in 1920. Um, In 21 at-bats, he's got three home runs, nine RBIs, and five walks. Um, It's looking like he's the real deal. Um, The Cubs are looking really good with him. They're... Uh, I think they're leading the uh, NL Central right now. Uh, what do you think of What do you think of Saya? Um, I agree. Looks like the real deal. We'll see if he can sustain it. Um, there we lots of times we see guys their first year in the league do really really well, and then sophomore slump, and then by the third year we find out if they actually have it or not. Mm. Um, 
but he's never been seen. Nobody knows much about him. Um, pitchers don't know a lot about him, how to get around him. He's, I think he's going to have a great year. Um, he could be – I mean, he does qualify as a rookie. So, I mean, he, he could be the NL Rookie of the Year. If I, I could be wrong on that. I think he qualifies as a rookie. Yeah, I think um, he does. I think Hugh so Darvish he, was uh, qualifying as Rookie of the Year. But anyways. So, I mean, he, yeah, he, he makes the Cubs – I mean, we talked about in the preseason. The Cubs could be a sneaky good. They could be dangerous. He's the real deal. I don't. I don't know if it's going to be a three-team race at the end of the season in the Central. I still think it'll be a two-team race, but the first half of the year could be the three teams, you know, fighting back and forth for that first position. Yeah, that's true. That, um, yeah, it's. I mean, he's not the only one. He there's other guys. Uh, I think uh, Nico Horner is actually coming out and playing really well. But yeah, he's done. He's done his uh, part, so uh, that team is only going to get better as the team. Uh, I mean, April in Wrigley Field is terrible, and they've been holding their own. So it seems like it's uh, they're about to get better. Okay, now off to my favorite player in the uh, league, Juan Soto. He got his one hundredth career home run this week. He is the second youngest player to get uh, to 100 home runs at 23 years old, uh, 23 and 169 days old. Um, he is the only he is only behind Miguel Cabrera, who reached it at 23 years and 127 days old. Um, I've said it before, and I will say it again. Juan Soto is the best hitter in the league. He has the best plate vision uh, I've ever seen. Lance Berkman used to be pretty good. Lance Berkman, I remember uh, umpires used to ask him uh, if that was a ball or a strike uh, after the bat. Uh, I think there was in the World Series of 2011, He, uh, the umpire uh, asked him, uh, or the umpire struck, struck him out looking, and uh, Lance Berkman shook his head, and the umpire the next uh, at bat asked him if it was uh, if it was outside, and Lance said, uh, "Yeah, it was outside, just a little bit." But anyways, uh, enough about Lance Berkman. Uh, Soto was impressive because he is so young. In his five years, he's been in the league. He's had a uh, he's had 100 home runs, 314 RBIs, a 301 batting average. Uh, 431 on-base percentage, uh, 549 slugging, 980 OPS, 159 OPS plus, and a 17 uh, strikeout percentage. 17%. Uh, the average strikeout percent is percentage is uh, 24% for a player. Um, this kid is special. He wants $500 million contract, and he deserves it. Soto is my favorite player in the league right now. It's a shame his talents are being wasted um, with such a terrible team right now. Um, he won the World Series with them three years ago, but with him being so good, they need to be dominating this the East. I don't think fans really understand just how good of a player he is. Um, I think some of those – some fans just don't really – understand like the stats that he's bringing to the table um what do you think of him he's ridiculous i'd love to have him on the cardinals oh man <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's all there is to it i mean the, the dude's ridiculous um i know it's early in his career but with his with as many home runs as he's hitting are we gonna see him break 700 at the end of by the end of his career i mean that's a conversation we can have at a later date and time but yeah, just because uh, he's so young, he's got – I mean, he's still got 20 years left maybe, or if he wanted. If he yeah, still, if he wanted, yeah. Healthy. He's probably got a good 15, though, left in him. Uh, yeah. So, I, he's he's ridiculous. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's exciting for the game, and, and you're 100% correct. It, it's a damn shame that he's stuck in Washington right now and not getting more national exposure. Yeah, he's um, – yeah, he doesn't miss games either. He doesn't get injured. Uh, 2018, he only played 116 games, but that's because 
Uh, he was a rookie. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny though because uh, there, there are some fans, and I only know of the Cardinals, so I'm gonna kind of pick on them a little bit. But Cardinal fans are, uh, and other fans. But uh, if you say, would you rather have Harrison Bader or Juan Soto on your team? they would say, oh, Harrison Bader, and it's no contest. And you just kind of think of the stats, and you're like, they're not even comparable. But And, you know, you can't say that about, you know, Aaron Judge and Juan Soto. You can't say that about Juan Soto and Bryce Harper or Mike Trout. But if you said that about Juan Soto and Aaron Hicks or Joe Adele, uh, yeah, it's – people. Uh, like more, uh, more diehard fans would be like, "Oh yeah, I jump on that deal, no, no question." Um, yeah, it's just it's funny to me. I, I agree, it, it is funny, but it's just it's in St. Louis at least, yeah. people are just diehard about their team. Yeah, uh, they, they 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 are loyal to a fault, and and they're I, they can't say that lightly enough. Um, they love their guys. They believe in their guys 110 yeah. percent until something goes dramatically wrong, yeah. um, and they'll throw them under the bus. Uh, let's, honestly, uh, let's say Bennington for an example in hockey. Uh, oh yeah, but um, yeah, I think some fan bases are just they they are so dedicated to the guys they have that that they think they can do no wrong, um, and that's where you got to be a realist, yeah. especially with what we're doing. Um, and I have not been the best of that so far, <laughs> so I'm gonna hey, try to be better. Hey, I, I'm okay with your uh, optimism. So I appreciate that. Uh, it, it's just funny. I think I, I think a lot of, and I'm gonna be. It seems like a lot of people like uh, Harrison Bader just because he looks like a surfer boy and he's so attractive. I guess. Um, I think it's his personality, man. He's fun. Is it? Is he? He's yeah. so much fun to watch he play is, the game. He's he, he loves he's it. A great, he is a great defender. He he reminds me of Ken Griffey with his defense. But um, yeah. Anyways, this isn't a Harrison Bader talk uh, talk show. We don't care about him. Okay, fine. We care. I care a little bit about him. But um, Alec Bohm, uh made three errors in the first two innings of the games. Uh, on Tuesday in Philadelphia. Um, so the fans booed him. He then made a routine play uh, to get the out at first. And the fans made a sarcastic, uh, they sarcastically cheered for him. Uh, and so he was walking off the field and he said, I fucking hate this place. <laughs> yep. Oh, gosh. So after the game, he owned up to it and said he had uh, he had said it because uh, at that point it was just kind of conjecture, like if he had said if he had actually said it because it was only lip reading. Uh, the next game, the Phillies fans actually gave him a standing ovation. Uh, the Phillies fans are a very tough fan base, uh, so the, so uh, fan base that we don't really talk about, but uh, I mean, you see how they treat their uh, Eagles. Uh, if they suck, they're gonna let them know. So uh, they're pretty honest with their their t- uh, their players. Um, but when you are playing a against a division rival like the Mets, and you make th- errors like that in the first two innings, they're gonna call you out. And um, I get why he said it. I mean, he's he's got a really tough job. He spent and he's kind of had a couple of down years. Um, it's not like he went on air and said it. He kind of said it to Deedee, uh Gregorius. Uh, the fact that he owned up to it has probably made the fans respect him uh, more. Uh, but he he's got to be careful though. He's uh, he's got no more than he can't do any more three error games, and he's going to have to uh, be uh, beyond average offensively for a while. Um, last year two years like i said he's been mediocre um if he says fuck this place and produces then it should be fine but if he doesn't produce then it's going to be a problem and he's going to be less likable and he's going to become a villain and there's no coming back from that 
not in Philadelphia. Yeah, no. Uh, I think you're completely right. Um, him owning up to it was the, the smartest thing he could have done. Yeah. Um, he, and he said he said it out of frustration. It was an emotional moment for him. He's a human being. Um, it's not something I would ever say on the field, especially about the city I'm playing in. Uh, but, you know, he said it, he owned up to it. So I like to give the guy a little grace and, and let's see what he does the rest of the season. Um, it sounds like the Philly fans have, you know, given him a little bit of grace too. So if they're okay with him and they're going to give him a standing O, let, let's, let's move on and let's play baseball. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's, I, yeah, it was kind of like someone who was uh, someone was making a comparison. They said it's like if you're at work in a regular job and you are trying to fix the copier, and um, you say that you fix it and then it's not fixed, and then you fix it again. Say you fixed it and then it's not fixed, and so you you finally fix it, and then your boss kind of says, "Oh, good job." And you're just kind of like, well, fuck you. I, I just, I just tried to fix it. And anyways, we just went a lot, uh, said a lot of fuck words right there, and, or I did at least. And now we're like MC17. Um, anyways, so. So you just changed our rating. Yeah. No longer family friendly. Yeah, we might as well uh, start doing porn now. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. No, no. Two hairy men. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw. This is one of the bigger stories. Kershaw made his 20, uh, 2022 pitching debut on Wednesday. How did it go? Well, he went some perfect innings with 13 strikeouts, and he only had 80 pitches. Uh, Dave Roberts took him out after the uh, seventh inning, and fans lost their minds. How dare he take it? Uh, take Kershaw out when he's throwing a perfect game. Uh, this is the first game of the season for him. Um, it's it's the first time he's pitched since September 25th. Um, he's pretty injury prone lately. He's older, and Dave Roberts is only interested in winning championships and not a single person's achievements. Um, also, it seems like pitchers who throw perfect games and no hitters get a little bit messed up after. Um, I have no stats to back it up, but it seems that uh, that way. Matt Kame is the first one who comes to mind. Uh, Johan Santana. Um, so it's understandable why Dave pulled him. But that being said, there have only been 23 perfect games ever. Uh, out of the 220,000 games played ever, they have only uh there have only been 23 perfect games. Uh, the baseball fan of me wants to get it. It's most likely his. It's most likely Kershaw's last season um, in the big leagues. He's arguably the best pitcher in the 2010s. Certainly the most dominant. He's had a no hitter under his belt, and adding a perfect game to that already amazing Hall of Fame resume would have been perfect. Uh, no pun intended. And it was only 80 pitches. Um, I'm kind of glad that they lost the perfect game after uh, because a combined perfect game just sounds pathetic. Um, I understand why Dave Roberts did it, and I like the move from a baseball point of view. But as a baseball fan, I hate it. Uh, Here's a fun stat, though, or not so fun stat. Since 1901, two pitchers have been pulled from a game after throwing seven-plus perfect perfect innings. Clayton Kershaw from Wednesday and Rich Hill in 2016. Uh, in case you didn't know, Rich Hill was a Dodger in 2016. I guess who his manager was? Dave Roberts. Um, what do you think? Uh, if I said my whole take, it would be identical to what you said. Fan of me, love Fan of me absolutely hates the move. If I have to put my GM hat on, love it. Um, just for all the exact reasons you said. Um, so I completely get it uh, on an analytical side, as much as I hate analytics. <laughs> but Kershaw is Kershaw. Uh, hopefully, and I hate the Dodgers, and I don't like Kershaw as a player. I love him as a 
he's a great player. I don't like him that he's on the Dodgers. Uh, hopefully he gets a chance to do it again as long as it's not against my team. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's really where I'm at with it. Like I said, you covered it perfectly. I, I couldn't – I can't add to it uh, and make my point any greater. Yeah, it's, it's so funny because he's become public enemy number one in all of baseball, it seems like. Uh, and, you know, that's a shame because at the end of the day, Dave Roberts is trying to do a job – and he's and something that nobody really talks about is like the number one job of, of a manager kind of is saving a player from himself kind of you know a player says oh no i can handle this and, and the manager's like no you can't you're you know he's kind of, he kind of has to be an unbiased opinion right there and you know it's 80 pitches in the 7th inning which isn't bad, but if you're coming off an injury like Kershaw is, and I can't remember exactly what the injury was, um, it's you gotta. I mean, you gotta be careful, and you can't gamble. And especially when you're a part of the Dodgers right now, uh, you lost us in May. You don't have Trevor Bauer. Um, uh, I think their yeah, the rotation isn't as good as it used to be. Um, it's not the top or, uh, rotation right now, so um, he needs all the guys he can get, and he needs Kershaw as long as he can get him because I don't think the Dodgers are going to trade for a big pitcher. Well, they may, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be – it. he did – he made the right move, but, you know, the baseball fan to me was like, just give him the sh- chance. It's his last year. Just go for it. Um, yeah. Any other uh, input on that topic? No, you covered it beautifully. Oh, well, thanks. I try. Uh, oh, gosh. Here's a topic again. This two hot uh, topics uh, in a row. The Red COO, Phil Castelli, Castelli, uh, uh I don't know how to say his name. I'm just going to call I think him it's Phil. Castellini. I'm just going to call him Phil Douchebag right now. Uh, decided to talk shit to the fans of Cincinnati the other day. Uh, he went on to a radio show, and the host asked him why he thought the Reds fans should stay loyal uh, to the team, which he uh, responded with, where are you going to go? He then went on to say, sell the team to who? That's the other thing. You, do you really want to have this debate? Uh, what would what would you do with this team? What makes the most sense? Uh, what makes the most eco- economic sense? Uh, it would be to pack it all up and move uh, move it somewhere else. Be careful what you ask for. Um, he has issued an apology since making uh, those comments. Uh, you, why don't you go ahead on this one before I go? Man, on. when I heard when I heard this come out, I was like, no way. Um, I just, I don't know what he was thinking when he made the statement. And I, we don't know what was going on right before that. So we don't know if, we don't know anything what happened before it. So we don't know what his state of mind was, but to make that kind of a statement to your fans and let's be real, Cincinnati fans are, are pretty good fans. They're loyal. The team has not been super relevant since the nineties. You know, they're sometimes they're in it. Most times they're not. Uh, and then they keep coming back. And they so for you to say that to that fan base, that that's beyond insulting in my opinion. If Mo said that to Cardinals fans, uh, his head would be on a chopping block. There'd be no forgiveness. So or DeWitt Jr. Whoever, I mean anybody out there said something like that, they, yeah. they'd be gone. Uh, I I I, mm, I have mixed feelings about it, mostly because I, I feel like he should lose his job, which obviously isn't going to happen. Yeah, uh, I think it'd be funny if like the Cincinnati fans boycotted for a series, a weekend series or something, mm. and just didn't show up to the stadium. No beer sales, no food sales, no ticket, no parking. I think they'd make a point. Um, I think just personally, I think I would find that humorous. Uh, but super bad move on his part. You can't really do much worse than than, than that uh, when it comes to just talking about the team and what's going on. So completely boneheaded move. I don't know how he recovers from it unless he. 
goes and makes a couple big, big trades and picks up superstars and, and turns the franchise around before the end of the year, which I don't see happening. Yeah. Um, by the way, Phil Douchebag is the son of the owner of the Reds, Bob Douchebag. Um, yeah. Um, gosh. I'm going to try to be as calm as possible right now. So if I yell, I'm sorry. Um, how stupid can you be, though? Um, how about not taking your fan base for granted and um, – Oh my gosh, like, you know, and then like threatening to move the team. What a jackass. This guy had a good team not two years ago and just sold off most of their talent in the offseason and got jack shit, it seems like. Um, They had a contender and were close to being a World Series team, but they refused to spend just a little bit more money. He's complaining about not having enough fans in the stands, but that's because they were not winning games for a while. Uh, the old saying, you have to spend money to make money, is very prominent here. He is a part of the oldest organization in uh, Major League Baseball. Their fans have been loyal. If I'm the owner of the team, I'm firing him. I don't care if he's my son. That That is ridiculous. Blaming the fans for, uh, for not having a good team is a boundary you don't cross. Also, saying that they... They haven't made much money in the last couple of years is uh, is dumb because in case you didn't notice, America was going through a pandemic that the fans can't be blamed for. No fans in 2020, limited fans in 2021. Eat shit. I mean, God damn you people. Uh, you know, I, I f- we had we went through this shit like last year, I think, with uh, some dumbass owner son who just just talks from a pedestal and doesn't actually know what he's talking about because he's been fed this like gold bar since he was a little baby boy and he just expects every fan who's loyal to be at every game when you can't you because you play the game at 12 o'clock uh on a weekday and then like you can't you can't go to every game and sometimes you gotta spend or you're not gonna have Sold out seats every day, and yeah, I get, I get that attendance has been low the last couple of years. But good lord, dude! And you want to talk about what is a uh, what's good, what's good for business? How about not doing that to your fans? You can't do that. Oh my gosh, it's just it's mind boggling how stupid he is. And I mean, you had Tucker Barnhart. You had Nick Castellanos. You have Joey Votto, who had a resurgence year last year. You have Mike Moustakis, who's, I mean, he's not been the greatest lately, we'll, we'll admit. But you have Jonathan India, who was the rookie of the year last year. You had Eugenio uh, uh, Suarez, who was a, who's a great player, who had a down year last year. Um, Jesse Winker, who's probably the best left-handed back in the National League that I can think of. Um, he's got great power. Um, you just you, you had Sonny Gray also, who was really good with you. Um, you it just it makes zero to no sense. It just oh my gosh! I like I I don't I whatever. Um, um, Reds fans, I I I feel for you, and I'm sorry. I know that. Uh, last couple decades, we've been at each other's throats, especially the 70s, a little bit of the 80s. Um, 2010 comes to mind also. But you know what? I I am going to sweep that all under the rug. Um, Red's organization, you can eat shit. Uh, I hope Joey Votto uh, tells you all to go fuck yourselves. Um, anything else you want to go on? on that? Nope. Nope. Thank you. Got that one covered both of us. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's all I, good. No. I, I, I apologize. Yeah. I. Oh, my God. That's uh, but whatever. Um, that's all the big news. Um, was I had a couple of teams I wanted to shout out this week. Um, uh, you want to go and talk about some teams that you uh, were impressed with? 
or uh, either disappointed with this week? Disappointed in the St. Louis Cardinals. Hmm. Impressed by the Chicago Cubs, which pains me to say. Yeah. Um, everything, I mean, uh, it's, uh, the first week of baseball has been odd. Um, the things I thought were going to happen haven't happened. Things I didn't think were going to happen kind of happened. So I'm, I feel like I need to relegate myself to be a little bit more quiet on my takes. I keep being wrong. Um, Toronto looks – I mean, Vladimir Guerrero, man. That, that would be the one thing we haven't covered. Uh, basically, oh, yeah. what, lost two fingers and then jacked two or three home runs. and Wait, he lost two fingers? Not not literally lost. Oh. He got cleated, two fingers were damaged. Oh, okay. And he kept playing through it. Uh, so, he's – I'm high on Vlad Guerrero right now. He's 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 heck of fun to watch. Uh, who's the other guy in Toronto? Uh, Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, but George Springer. That's yeah, George Springer. Sorry, yeah, driving. He said uh, George Springer looks like he's get, bringing it back. Um, and then Lemayhu has looked good so far in the first week of the season for New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Vlad Jr. just got a three-home run uh, game against the Yankees Wednesday? Yeah, I think it was Wednesday. Uh, hey, that's the game uh, I was referring to where he got yeah. cleated, too. Oh, was it? Uh, I think that was I think that was Wednesday. It might have been Tuesday, though. Uh, so many, man, this yeah. this job's hard yeah, because there's so many games to watch and so much to remember between shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, um, I'm afraid to Cleveland, look at how many Cleveland's games. Cleveland's offense looks good. Yeah. So – I'm impressed there, but yeah, I mean, it's there's so much going on. It's it's been more, it's been a busier week than I anticipated. Yeah, um, with ups and downs already. So, uh, I just gotta gotta key in and watch more baseball and, and have better takes. Uh, but the Cardinals, man, I, I'm I'll give me 30 seconds. Of the Cardinals, super okay. disappointed. The game yesterday was super up. I know it was Milwaukee's home opener, so I give it to Milwaukee. Uh, Woodford came out and pitched a really good, really good five innings. Uh, Wayno did not have it yesterday. The offense was not there yesterday. Now, granted, that's got something to do with Woodford. Uh, Albert got picked off trying to steal third. I don't know why he was trying to steal third. I think uh, he typically tries to steal a base whenever he find, he thinks the pitcher is sleeping. But uh, Brandon Woodruff is not a typical pitcher. Uh, that's right. As, as um, Albert knows now. Um, yeah, he looks, but he wasn't running hard. No, he, <laughs> he he just does that. I mean, he I think he's he had a streak of 17 stolen bases since 2015 without getting picked off. Um, I think it was 13, but yeah, 13, yeah, he had yeah. a streak going on. Yeah. Um, uh, I did yeah. love the Tommy Edmund bunt yesterday because. I haven't seen really in those bunt. Hmm. Uh, He's a good bunt this year, but I've only got to watch five or six games. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, yeah, I just, uh, uh. yeah. Tommy Edmund, uh, when you're not hitting, when you're not hitting and you're, yeah. If you're not hitting and you, um, you have speed, there is no reason not to bunt. Um, but yeah. Good on Tommy Edmund. Uh, I want to talk about the Cubs. Uh, Cubs rotation look is looking really good. Uh, they made some really good additions. They got Stroman, Smiley. Um, I think another guy whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, only allowed two runs in 20 innings, uh, the Cubs starting rotation. Uh, they're a sneaky team, and we're starting to see that. Their, their lineup is really good. Uh, it's it may not be a full blown contender right now, uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you they're gonna be buying at the trade deadline. I think. Uh, yep. Steel. Hendricks. Hendricks is it, Hendricks is a very underrated player. Um, Kyle Hendricks has been kind of under the radar. He's been a, a cardinal killer forever. Um, the Rangers don't look bad either. Uh, they aren't winning games, 
but they are pretty close with they were pretty close uh, with the Blue Jays on their opening weekend. Uh, they scored 23 runs against them. Uh, they were close with the Rockies. Uh, the Rockies kind of won Monday's game, the home opener, um, on a weird call. Mitch Garver apparently slid, and apparently that's wrong. Uh, some days again for some umpires. So whatever. That's a, it was a bullshit call. Uh, but I, I was really surprised by the Rangers. Uh, but yeah. That's uh that's those are the only two teams that I I think uh are pretty good. Uh, I was impressed by uh, Brewers. You know we just talked about how the Brewers just beat the shit out of the Cardinals, uh, but uh, they let's see they have a oh they have a four and three record now, but uh, they lost the series to the Cubs and then lost like two games to the Orioles I think. Um, and then went to the Cardinals. So it was, it's weird. Um, but anyways, uh, though they didn't lose the series to the Orioles, never mind. But um, let's go over one more topic. What? Go ahead. No, I got nothing. Keep um, going. Um, one more topic. Just to end on a happy note. And uh, it's a pretty nice note. Uh, you know, we were talking about Bob Douchebag or Phil Douchebag and, you know, Dave Roberts not loving baseball and all. But uh, so Brett Phillips um, is apparently – so there. I can't remember the girl's name, but uh, uh, there was a little girl who threw out the pit, first pitch of uh, at the Tampa Bay Rays uh, game the other day. And she had uh, cancer, and uh, her favorite player was Brett Phillips. And uh, uh, so, so she threw out the first pitch, and during like the seventh inning, the bottom of the seventh, uh, they the Tampa Bay's Ray, uh, Tampa Bay Rays broadcast uh, go up to her, and they start interviewing her, and. Uh, as they're interviewing her, Brett Phillips hits a monster home run. Ejected interviewed, Yeah, like uh, right as she's being interviewed. And it's the coolest thing. Her reaction is great. Um, and so after the game, they're interviewing him, and they tell him that. And he goes, oh, man, she's so sweet. And uh, anyways, uh so he says that he hit the home run for her, and he said that I'm gonna pay her uh, medical bills. So, I mean, uh, you can't. Uh, Billy Bean and Moneyball always says you sh- you can't be romantic about baseball, but you know, it it's a romantic sport. You know, it gets you right in the feels. Um, yeah, it's just it's a beautiful game and. I, I'm really glad that Brett Phillips is a nice guy. He's not the greatest player, but he's one of the most fun guys. And, you know, he's got that walk-off uh, against the uh, Dodgers in 2020 where he <laughs> flew around left field and he was probably high, uh, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, that's a really nice story I thought that I should share with you guys. Uh, what do you – did you have no, a sweet I- emotional – that, no, that's your feel-good story of the week. That may end up being your feel-good story of the year in yeah. the MLB. Um, I didn't get to see it live. I got to see the replay of everything. Yeah. Uh, the kid, the little girl, she just was, to me, her initial reaction was just shocked. Like, she wasn't sure what happened, and then when she figured it out, she was super happy. Um, Mom was trying to let her know what was going on during the interview, so – it's it's a very touching story. It's great to see good quality human beings out there willing to help each other out in hard times. Uh, kudos to to Brett, and uh, you know, I hope he has a good season for it. Just uh, I you know, I like to think of quote unquote karma. Um, so hopefully, good things happen for him this season, and you know, hopefully that little girl gets through her battle and and she comes out on top on the other side. Yeah. Um. Yeah, her name is Chloe Grimes. She's eight years old. 
Um, yeah, it's a beautiful moment. Uh, hope she remembers that. Uh, one more thing. Uh, so Jose Iglesias, who just signed with the uh, Rockies, he um, he was a great. Uh, he's a great defensive uh, shortstop. Never really had the offense, but it's whatever. Um, anyways, then like the uh, he recently just lost his dad uh, like last week. Um, and and again against the Dodgers, he's uh, he hits the ball, hits a single, and uh, uh, he starts crying. And uh, Freddie Freeman kind of looks over at him and is like, "What's going on?" And Jose Iglesias is just you know balling. And so Freddie Freeman uh, pulls him over and hugs him, and uh, just kind of says something to him. I couldn't uh, make it out, but. It's it was a sweet moment, and uh, someone said that you know it's a beautiful moment beyond uh, baseball. We're human beings. That was a very uh, that was very nice of Freddie. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, it's like I said, you know, baseball is magical. It's beyond uh, it's beyond uh, it's beyond a lot of you know things. Uh, it's beautiful. Can't you have to be romantic about baseball? So enjoy it. Um, be thankful kinda, for it. Yeah, even if your team sucks, you know. Remember the, remember it's a beautiful thing, and uh, you can always enjoy it. But uh, I think that's going to be it for us today. Before I start, you know, turning into a little schoolgirl and crying. But uh, what? Uh, anything else you need to talk about? Get off your chest. No, if you need to cry like a squirrel girl, I'm here for you. I understand it. <laughs> we're not, but no, we're not um, that close yet. <laughs> no, no, we're not. But if you need it, man, if there's nobody else, yeah, I got you. Oh, well, uh, thanks. It just shows that um, pro sports is more than just a game. Mm. You know, a lot of us at times when we get upset, we think they're all just about the money. These guys in in the, in the MLB and the NHL and in the, in the NFL and I'm sure even in the NBA – I don't pay much attention to the NBA. Um, it's a brotherhood. They are a family. Even when they get into their scuffles, they get in their fights, they have their hardships with each other. Um, this is more than just a game. Um, I mean, in the big scheme of things, yes, it's just a game. But this yeah. game is used to do so many other good things for the communities that they're played in. Um, it, it, it's great to see that these guys still recognize that they're human beings, we're human beings, and they don't see themselves as just elitists. Yeah, um, that, that that's what I like to see about pro sports and pro athletes nowadays. But uh, it was a good show today. Um, we got another one coming up Monday, correct? Or are we going to move yeah. it because of the holiday weekend? Uh, I don't know. We can talk about that off air. If we are on Monday, then we don't care about uh, resurrections or Easter bunnies. Ouch. Uh, if we... <laughs> Sorry. Uh if uh, we do have don't have an episode on Monday, uh, don't uh, don't complain because that would be blasphemy. Uh, anyways, we will see you guys whenever. Uh, love you guys. Hope I don't get struck by lightning. Uh, goodbye. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend. Happy Easter.